Blog Talk Radio.
Okay. Thank you again for listening to me talk before the program starts. Again, my name is Minister Sylvia Kaiser, and I'm here with Mile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Blog Talk Ministries, as well as Facebook Live. I thank you all for joining in. I thank you all for sharing. I thank you all for talking back to me. I thank you all for talking with me. This program stands on Matthew 6 to 33. I mentioned it earlier. I was speaking on Facebook. I'm going to mention it now while I'm speaking with blog talk and hear me. Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So tonight, if you have your Bibles, y'all, I graduated. I got a pad, an iPad. I'm going to use this but I still have my Bible to the side. But I'm going to read you from the King James Version. We have heard and talked about Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 11 through 32. We've talked about this, and we've heard about this, and we have listened to this being, been talked about for years. But I saw something else that I wanted to talk about. What I realized with this scripture the verses 11 through 32, was talking about, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. It talked about acknowledge. Mm-hmm. It talked about recognition, recognizing. It talked about the realization. It talked about humble, being humble, and being given, and, uh, given humbleness. If, I, if that's the right way to say it. It talks about action, actions taken, actions given, and then reactions because of the action. Okay? That, that's, a, that's a lot in one, but it's action. And it talks about honoring. Hey, Minister Margo, thank you for joining in. Okay, it starts off with saying, where it says Jesus continued to say because there was a conversation Jesus had before this, but I want to talk about verses 11 through 32 of Luke 15. Jesus said there was a certain man. It was a man. And I said there was a man who had two sons, okay? So with this man who had two sons, the youngest son came over and said to the father, give me my portion or give me my share of the inheritance. And what the father did was he gave it to both sons, even though the older son didn't ask, but he gave it to him too. Then once the, sec- the youngest son realized he had his portion or his inheritance, you know how he got, he got excited. He thought about buying that uh, house. He thought about buying the, the carriage. We're going to say back in them days it was a carriage and a horse. But now we talk, you know, we're talking about buying that charger mm-hmm. or buying that Mustang uh-huh. or buying that Corvette or buying that Harley, whatever it is you want to buy. So he decided he's going to pack up and he's going to go live his best life, be all he could be. So when he did that, when he did all he was doing, 
partying every night, you know, if you ever looked at two men and uh, two and a half men, whatever that is, uh, he was living that Charlie Harper lifestyle, You're partying with the prostitutes, having the wild nights all the time, and he was doing all that he could do because he had money. He had got his inheritance, and he still that still was going to last. He wasn't thinking about working and doing nothing that to keep the money rolling. All he was doing was keeping it flowing, you know. He was letting the waves flow. He was enjoying his stuff. He was having a good time. So one day, a famine hit the land. Oh, let's talk about that now. When the famine hit the land, he realized he had nothing left. He didn't spend all his money, all in prostitutes. Oh, we're going to be grown. We, we have an adult service tonight, playing with all them hoes. Let, let's just pray for me if you can't take it. Pray for me. But y'all know what we say when we ain't talking to a saint. You, you know what we say. You don't You don't give him the classified name prostitute. He out there with them street tramps, sluts, thieves, chicken heads, whatever you want to call them. He out there partying. Once he partied all his money away, he found out. What was his friends at that he was kicking it with that wasn't there? So what he had to do was find out that uh, he needed to eat. Yes, Minister Margo, partying without a thought or planning. He needed to eat. He needed a roof over his head. He he was going, as um, how the old folks say, he was going out in want. I want to eat. I need a, a ride. I need this. I want that. I need this. I want that. But guess what? He he didn't have nobody to help. So what he did was he realized something. I got to get a job. (laughs) Yeah. He said to himself, I got to get a job. I got to go out here and find a job. Now, back then, they ain't had no Indeed. They ain't had no put your resume together. What's your experience? With no degrees, associates, bachelor's, master's, doctorate, with none of those out. You know, he didn't have no uh, references because see, his, he left his reference that all he got was its inheritance. So with going back a little bit, looking at him asking his father for his inheritance, it never said that he worked or did anything. He went to his father and asked for his portion. So what he had, his father made him do is only thing he did, but he had no experience. All he wanted to do was living wild and radical and uh, riotous and um, just kick it. Househead, you know, original househead. Yeah, hey. Party over here. Roof, the roof. The roof is on fire. Uh-huh. That's what he was doing. He was partying. So with him partying like he was, he found out something. I need a job. Now that the riot, now the, I'm sorry, the, the riotous living is over, the partying is over, he ain't even have enough water, as, I'm sorry, enough money. As we say now, I'll go over here to the store and give him $2 to get a bottle of water. He couldn't even buy no water. So he had to get a job. So he hired himself out. Mm-hmm. We call it doing private duties, you know, uh, how we say we're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But the only job he could find was the one that he had to go over there and feed the pigs. 
Now, he had a job feeding animals, but he didn't have nobody to give him nothing. Ah! Let's look at it now. He found a job, but all he could find was somebody said, yeah, I'll give you a job. Go over there and feed them pigs. So if you know like I know, you know what was being said to him. He wasn't even worthy enough for the man to say, come in here, sweep my front porch, sweep my house, clean my house, take out my garbage. He told him to feed the pigs that lived and party and garbage. Uh-huh. What happened? That's right, Minister Margo. What happened to his party partners? Uh, they were gone. Mm-hmm. He had not, nothing else to give them, so they went to the next place because, see, they knew the famine was in the land, so they knew that he needed. He was in want. So when he got the job that was offered to him, it was a job given to him to feed them filthy swine that played in what they dumped played in what they let out, whether it was one or two, they played it, and they, they eat, slop, played and slop, whatever, but he had to eat with them. Yeah, you heard me. He decided, all I can eat is what the pigs eat in the trough. So he came to himself. Uh, he recognized, he realized, after he realized, he recognized, I'm going over here to my father's home. You know how some of us have to do come back home? Uh-huh. Some of y'all got that Section H and blow it. I ain't laughing. I'm just saying. They had a song years ago said, don't let the devil drive, because if you let him drive, he'll want to ride. I turned it around. See, it said, don't let him ride, because he'll want to drive. See, you let him drive, now he want to ride, and that is your back. Uh-huh. Because of the righteous living the undisciplined. Uh, so you'll catch it in a minute. Anyway, he said, I'm going to go back to my father's house because he has servants, and even his servants have food to spare. See, he realized that even at his father's house, that where he didn't want to be because he felt that he wasn't being recognized, he wasn't being acknowledged. Uh he recognized and realized he had to go back. You know, the word tells us to do our first works over. <laughs> so he had to go back to the beginning, back to his daddy, daddy them house, you know. So when he was going back, he had been practicing what he was going to say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned against you. I've sinned against God in heaven. Father, I know now. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. If I had only realized and recognized and understood what I had and what I was doing and what I should have been doing to continue to, if he had stayed in place, if he had kept a mindset, if he had stayed focused, if he had stayed on the side. But see, he didn't want that. He wanted that membership card, you know. He wanted that black card. So after he got the black card, he spent everything and found out after the famine hit, that black card didn't mean nothing else because he had nothing else to put on the black card or the black card had no balance on it. It had zero balance. He had to go back home. And as he was on his way back home, his father saw him coming afar off, 
because obviously his father had to be a praying man. Had to be. Because he recognized his son a father. Because see, what I didn't I didn't remind you was at the beginning of the story, it said when the young man went away, he went away into a far country. So if you're living in the city, I'm, he ain't talking about the suburbs. Like I live in Illinois, in Chicago. So he's not talking about Maywood on the west side. He's not talking about Dalton on the south side. <clears throat> he's not talking about Wisconsin or Waukegan up north. He said on a far land. That may have been Atlanta, Texas, California, North Dakota, South Dakota, one of them coders. He went somewhere, but it was far, okay? And when he was coming back, the father recognized him. And when the father saw him, he said, oh, my God. Now, I'm going to read it to you. It says, so he got up and went to his father. That's in verse 20. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. Mm. See, that's a daddy. Mm. That's but he saw him afar off. Mm-hmm. It didn't say when he got half a block down or a block down. It said when he was yet afar father recognized him, saw him, and the father ran to him. When he saw his father coming, it didn't say he ran to the father. It said he, the father ran to him, threw him arms around him, and kissed him. Could you imagine what the fat father was saying? My God, that's that. Lord Jesus, I thank you for bringing him home. Father God, you kept him safe. You kept him alive. You brought him back to me. Maybe a little embarrassed, maybe a little hurt, but you brought him back to me with two arms, two eyes, two legs. And yet, in his right mind, because he had enough sense to realize, I got to go back home to the Father. Yeah, I know where I'm going with this. Keep on. You know where I'm going, but it's going to take a little turn in a minute. So, when he got there, the father told the servant, one of his servants, go get me the fattest cow. Uh-huh, we finna have some steak, and we finna have some burgers, and we finna have some uh, beef back short ribs. We finna jam up in here. Go on and get that. Get the uh, musicians. Get the singers. Get the Oh, we finna have a party. Send out the invitations. Matter of fact, just holler down the street. Party over here. Mm. We don't need no water. Let it burn. We don't need no water. Let it. All the father threw up a barbecue, a cookout. He set it out for his son because of the compassion, because of the love he had, even though his son went off living riotous, not thinking about his reputation, his father's reputation. Now, it didn't tell us that the land he went off, did nobody know the father. But if you know people like you know people, you went off and you told them, yeah, my name's Sylvia. I come from the Seabury, Sinclair Brown uh, lineage. My other side of my family is the 
Kaiser's quarter standard. That's my lineage. That's where I come from. That's my bloodline. You know, we brag on ourselves. So I'm sure he told somebody. That's just me adding that into it to try to get you to understand what I'm saying. When he came home and the father celebrated, he said, put the bench robe. Put a ring on his finger, not just a ring in the corner, but put a ring on his finger that signified who he was. Mm. He told me to put some shoes on his feet, some sandals. Now, for those that like them high-end sandals, you know, I don't know, maybe it was some, back then, maybe some Campbell's, Campbell's skin sandals, maybe some uh, ostrich skin sandals, maybe even an alligator pad. I don't know. But he made sure he put some good stuff on them. The best robe, the best ring, the best sandals. They probably hadn't even had no dust on them yet. Or they did, they blew it off. Nah, the souls wouldn't go while they tell you that. So with all that going on and they cooking and partying and singing and dancing, music playing, now this is where I want to go, verse 25 through 31. It says, meanwhile, the oldest son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard Music and dance. Mm. Let me pause right there. Minister Margot said, our father is always willing to accept us if we come home, so if we come to him. That's what she said. So it says, he heard the music and the dance. So if he heard the music and the dancing, you know, y'all know we used to be in them parties and we'd be stepping on the floor and clapping our hands. and pop. Y'all don't, don't play like you've been saved all your life and, you stop listening to RB music and B103 and GCI and 96.3 and 104.3 in the Chicago land. you still listening to it. I know. I love music. I love music. I love blues. I love country. I love rock and roll. I love R&B. I love gospel. I love praise. I love all kind of music because you know what? It's not the music that causes you to sin is the partner you use and why you listen to the music. Come on and come with me. Come with me now. Come on back over here. Stop being over there in the religious area. Come on over here. Stop. Start telling the truth. If I came by your house, I bet you I'd see some Stevie Wonder up in there. Yes, Minister Margo, some jazz. I was her name of uh, Sarah Vaughn. Well, Lola won't. Lola gets. Yes. Let's keep it real. I like the mercy. My funny Valentine. Yes, I like, I'm going to be honest. See, I'm going to tell myself, because, see, you ain't got no heaven or hell to put me through or in, and I won't let you pull me through it either. I'm going to free myself getting freed with this right here, this word on tonight. Because, see, this is something burning in me that I need to talk about. So when he heard the music and the dance, so he called one of the servants. Oh, he says, oh, bro, man, bro, man, come here, come here, come here. Hold up, hold up. I've been out here in the field working, sweating. Mm. Need to go over here and get a hot shower or bath. But uh, I hear some music, and I hear some dancing, and I hear people laughing, talking, enjoying themselves, having a ball. Uh, what's this all about? 
Because like I say, I've been in the field all day, working, plowing, pulling, planting, pushing aside. Hmm. I've been separating the weeds from the tear. What's going on? Did nobody tell me about the party? Did I oversleep? Did I miss something? Did uh, somebody do something? What's going on? In other words, who hit the lottery? Come on now. You know they party when they hit that billion. See, y'all playing with me. Y'all playing with me. But we're going to talk about this. So he called one of the uh, servants over and asked him what was going on. So the servant was excited. He said, your brother crying, father has killed the fattest calf because he has him back safe and sound. Now, this is NIV version. He said, because your brother is back and your father have him safe and sound, your father say, it's puppet time. <laughs> Party time. Put up the black light. Pull out the speaker. Aha, get the best DJ in town. We're going to have a party. Matter of fact, we're going to have music in a live band. Bring them all over. We're having a party. Tell everybody, all the is, all the ain't, all the wills, all the won't, all the do's, all the don'ts, all the cans, all the can't. Tell them we're having a party. Come on over here. Food is served while last. <laughs> why last? We got some chicken. Why last? Ah, bring your own bottle. So I hope y'all bring ginger ale, but for those that bring something else, bring your own bottle. Mm. Uh-huh. What you said, Margo? Why didn't they send for him to join the, the celebration? Well, what happened is once the servant told the brother that your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fat, the fattest cow because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother said, what you say, Willie? My father did what? My father doing what? My father killed what? My father did who? Huh. And so the reason the brother then join the celebration, it said, because he became angry. Uh-huh. See, Willis had told him, your brother back, and your father has him in one piece. Uh-huh. So the older brother became angry, and he refused to go in. He said, I wish I would. <laughs> I've been out here sweating. Can't get with my girl. Funky. My shoes ain't just ran over. My straps is broke, and I got the time together to hold them on my feet. And he got some new shoes, a coat, a ring, a party, some food, music, dancing. And I've been in the field all day, sweating and thirsty and hungry. Let me show you something. Show you right here. See, I got a plate right here. Ha! You know what happened? He said, uh. I ain't going. So I'm sure the servant went back and told the father because when the father saw the brother come in and didn't see him come out, it says, so his father went out and pleaded with him. I know he was a daddy to say, come on, son, come on out here. 
you know, celebrate your brother. You know, he's home, he's this, he's that. You know, he's back. We got him back. We should be going to go back to being the three musketeers. You know what I'm saying? Because they were the three stooges. They were the three musketeers. I don't know the musketeers' name. Other than that, I would say them. But the three musketeers, I know that part. And I ain't talking about the candy bar. So his father said, he answered his father. When his father said to him, come on, baby, come on out. Come on out and party with us. Let's celebrate your father. I mean, your son, your brother, I'm sorry. The father answered him again. Are you coming? Please come on. But the 29th verse says, but he answered his father. Are you? This is the NIV version, y'all. This is the NIV version, 29. When he answered his father, he said, look here. Look. All these years I've been slaving for you, never disobeying your orders. Ha! You heard that? He said, I've been slaving for you. Never disobeyed your order. Never said, I'm tired. I don't feel good. My feet hurt. Daddy, my stomach's upset. I got bubbles. I, I, it's too hot out there. It's too wet out there. Daddy, come on now. Do I get a day off? Even the Lord took a day off after he was in this, you know, created the world in six days. He said back on the seventh and say, it's all good. God, get, Father God, can I, can I please get a day off? But he said, uh, look, all these years, I've been slaving for you, never disobeying your orders. Yet, there go that word, y'all. You know, we use that other word, but. He said, yet, you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Oh, look here. See, everybody wants to tell about the son that came to his senses. But what about the brother that stood there and said, but what about me? What about me? You ain't even recognize me. I'm the oldest. I'm in this generation. I've been here. I honored you. I acknowledged you. I'm a, let me go back to my list. Father, I acknowledged you. Mm. I recognized I was your oldest son, and you needed me to be here. I stayed here with you even after he left. Uh, he came to the realization that his father had not even given him a small calf. He didn't say, thank you, son, for being here. Thank you, this and that. In other words, the younger older brother said, but you've been worrying about him since he left. Daddy, when is ever going to be my time? The older brother, even though he was being humble with it, but yet he wanted his father to take action for what he had done for him. He hadn't acknowledged him. He hadn't recognized him. He had not given him the honor that he so desperately needed and wanted because he wanted his father to know, I do honor you in the position you're in. Not I put the younger before you and I celebrated him. But he said, but you, he answered his father, look, all these years I've been serving you never disobeying you, but yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends and family, family and friends, okay? I put it just like that. But he said with my friends. Hey, Dwayne, thanks for joining in. The 30th verse says, but when this son, ah, look at that. 
the older brother say, but with this son of yours, he didn't say my brother. Mm-mm. He didn't say your younger son. <laughs> I had to take a drink on that. He say, but the thirty verse say, but when this son of yours who has stop right there, because I'm gonna go to the King James version and tell you what that verse say in the King James version. The thirtieth verse say, but as soon as this thy son will come which have devoured thy living with olives. Thou hast killed for him the fattest calf. Mm. That's the King James. Now let's go back to the NIV. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property, cow for him. Mm. I could imagine that young man talking to the father. He said, but when this son of yours, he didn't say my brother. He didn't say the, the youngest one. He said, but when this son, who squandered all your property, he didn't even call it his inheritance. He still called it his father's property with prostitutes. Y'all know we're going to go back to what we said earlier with these scums, these skanks, these chicken heads, these sluts, these tramps, whatever you want to call them, that fits under prostitutes. So he, he didn't just go with the ones that go for free. Of the two dollar, the two hit acquittals, he said, with these prostitutes, comes home. You killed the fattest cow for him. Now the father in the thirty first verse says, "My son." The father said, "My son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours." But when, but. We have to celebrate and be glad because his, I'm sorry, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He have lost, it didn't say been lost, it said he was lost in his time. So even the father acknowledged at the time the proper wording to use to try to get along to his son to Touch his heart. He said, because this brother of yours, he didn't say because your brother. He said, because this brother of yours, because he was letting him know he wasn't just somebody he was celebrating. He wasn't just his son, but he was your brother. So, what I found out in this scriptures 11 through 32. A lot of times we have to realize the words we use. We have to realize the way we say them and in the statement we use with them. You can be honored, and it's not always because of your age. 
when you have someone that's the same, hmm, see, these are two brothers. Even though the older one stayed in place and the younger one disappeared, lived his life, experienced all he wanted to, all he thought he had to, all he dreamed of, the other brother stayed there. And when he stayed there, recognizing, acknowledging, providing, and being there for his dad, because I'm sure his dad was up in age, stricken in age, maybe with health, that he couldn't do all he needed to do for the land. So when it said he was out in the field, y'all, come on. We know when it says he was out in the field. It didn't say he was out in the backyard in the garden. It said he was working out in the field. When he was out in the field tending to his father's business, his dad never celebrated him. And he felt that he should have been celebrated along with, even though he was a younger brother, he felt that if you're going to celebrate him, he may have been lost, but now he's found. But, Dad, guess what? I'm confused. I- I'm confused. I'm baffled. I'm upset. I'm angry because you gave him the biggest, fattest cow, but you didn't give me nothing. You didn't give me a thank you. You didn't give me appreciation of if I had not had you here, you you just didn't, Dad, you just didn't acknowledge me. And just me looking at the way life is and the way things go on in life, maybe that brother felt like the part of color purple was Sophia saying to, I can't think of her name right now, All my life, I had to fight. All my life, I had to fight to be recognized. All my life, all I wanted to be is acknowledged for the level that I I deserve. You know what? Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to know this. I'm not blaming the older brother, where the older brother felt that he was being blamed, this just me, this just me, my opinion. I have a right to my opinion. He felt that he was blamed for not being born with that attitude of the spirit of the right time to say, I want to be acknowledged, because he felt that it would be done right. I'm sure you do. See, a lot of times we don't open our mouths, then when we do, it's taken the wrong way. We have to know, let me go back to my notes. We have to know when to give proper acknowledgement. See, I, I'm, I'm going to share something, and, and I don't want anybody to get mad, but just under, understand it from my point of view. I was born in the third generation of my family. 
from my grandparents, George and Molly Seabury and London and Dora Kaiser. That's my dad's parents. And George and Molly Seabury is my mother's parents. And we were both born, uh, not we, me and my sisters, my late sister Sheila and myself and Cecilia, we were born under our other first cousins that have children our age and maybe a little older. So we were born in a, a place where um, we were coming up with our siblings and our older cousins' children, and they put us in the category with their children, but we're not. I have nieces and nephews that I'm that are older than me. I'm younger than them. But you know what? They still call me auntie because they acknowledge who I am. They acknowledge who my siblings are. They acknowledge and recognize and realize, and they humble themselves to show the actions to let us know, I know who you are. I'm going to give you your honor. So now I have a son that because of me born late, and I was coming up with my second cousin that my son was born at a time. He's coming up with the fourth and fifth cousin. And he's in the, let me see, my grandparents the first generation. My parents the second generation. I'm the third generation. My son is in the fourth generation. My son and my sister's children are in the fourth generation. But most of them was coming up with the third and fourth, and um, they was born in the fourth. But my son is younger than all of them. He was coming up with the fourth, fifth, maybe the sixth, but he's so far down the line that he's like, Mom, nobody knows who I am. So that that's just to show I can understand this young man and this scenario in the Bible, how he felt when he was not being acknowledged, how he felt when he said, this son of yours, how he felt when I hear people get titles and called names, and I sit back and say, I'm in the same category they are. Even though it's a 10, 15-year or more difference, but still, I, I shouldn't be blamed for where I was born. I shouldn't be blamed for the timeline. Because, see, when you don't acknowledge people when they feel you should, and when you do acknowledge them, they feel like, now you want something from me. Now I don't want to participate because you didn't acknowledge me without wanting. See, even the word spoke of this young man when he left and went to a far land, after a while he found himself wanting. He found himself in need. And when he came back, the Bible don't tell us if he ever acknowledged his brother or said to him, I'm sorry. Like I say, I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but this is me. I, I'm telling you 
when God put this on my heart, I said, God, I, I really, I want to speak on it. I want to say something about it. I said, but God, I don't want to, nobody think I'm pointing fingers or I'm sticking something in a hole. But I needed to say this because I said it last year and I'm going to say it this year. If you want something different, you have to do something different. People say if you see something, say something. Okay, if you feel that you are wrong or things are wrong, say something. So it never be said that you didn't say nothing. I didn't know you felt like that. I didn't know you thought like that. Yes. Until we get past this, let's have this, we can never get to this. Okay, so we're here. We're here, but we're trying to get here. Okay, I'll say we're here, but we're trying to get here. It, it doesn't matter. We have to get to the place where we have to admit I didn't acknowledge you. Hmm. The brother was not acknowledged. I did not recognize you, that it meant so much to you that I should have given you the same thing. It means a lot. I did not realize that thing was burning down inside you like it was. I did not honor the thing that you needed to be Honor, your honor is too. I didn't realize you needed that. I didn't take action to make sure others know that you all need to be recognized. I didn't do it humbly. Because when people don't acknowledge you, but then when you're dead and gone, they want to stand up there and say wonderful things. Give a person their flowers. Flowers isn't always something you buy at the store. Flowers isn't always something you bring back. Just the words you plant in somebody's life. Give life. Give people their flowers while they are alive. Because when they leave you, They'll know that they was acknowledged. They was recognized. My late left here in July, not knowing she was acknowledged, not knowing she was even though others her age were, she didn't know. And I just want to say. To everybody, everybody that's listening, it's somebody in your life you need to acknowledge. You need to recognize, and you need to give up honor. Forget yesteryear, yesterday, yesterweek. Forget that. <coughs> hey, Shabbat, thanks for joining me. You got to acknowledge people for where they are. You got to acknowledge people for who they are. You can't just Say, oh, I know we're related. Give honor where it's due. If there's 20 eggs in the, in the basket, don't just say we're going to honor these and not those. 
I, I told a story a couple of weeks ago about the first time I went to the country and I was told to go into the barn and get some eggs because I had been a city girl all my life. I didn't recognize that eggs didn't come right. I didn't know. But when I went in the, to the barn to get the eggs, I went back in. I can't get those eggs because, to my understanding, they was rotten. Because some was brown, some was beige, and some had spots on it. But I found out that was the way eggs became. So I had to honor and recognize that what we were giving was induced eggs because of what the government was doing to the baby chickens. I had to find out that I had not been raised in the country and things was done different because, see, that was a far off land to me. But I was raised in the city. But I thank God that my parents took the time out to take us to the country so that we could learn how things really go, the difference in the smell of meat, the difference in the taste of meat. Ah. When you recognize and acknowledge things, people, places, situations, things want to turn around. We keep saying 2023 is about me. 2023 is going to be me. 2023, I'm all about being me. Okay, 2023, I'm telling you about me. This thing has been in me for a while. I've been looking at this for over a year, Luke 15, 11 through 32, I've been trying to talk about it, how to say it. There's no easy way for me to have said this. And I don't want to wait till the last minute because I've been talking about it. I've been saying it off and on for a while, but old folks say deaf ears. People haven't heard me. I don't think in all I'm saying is acknowledge. The young son acknowledged he needed to go back home because of his righteous living, his wrongful ways, the way he sinned against God and his father in heaven. The older son needed to let the father know you should have acknowledged. When they gave the party for one, he wanted a party too. Even if it was a little calf, a baby calf, a baby goat, whatever. See, he gave the younger son a fat calf. But the older son said, you didn't even give me a baby goat. <laughs> he didn't even ask for nothing that big. And he didn't ask for his inheritance at the beginning, even though the father gave it to both of them. The older son stayed there with his inheritance, even though the father said, all I have is yours. But the son is saying, but you don't act like it. You separate us. You're keeping us separated. That's where the confusion comes in. You know, I hear people say, oh, you love one better than the other. Separation. Even if you do love one better than the other, you still make them feel like they're on the same playing field when you have them together. Don't let them feel like you feel one is better than the other. Oh. That's a whole other story right there. But we're going to end right there. I, I'm 
Blog Talk, the lines are open. If you have anything to say, Facebook, thank you for joining in. Blog Talk, does anybody have anything to say right now? Um, Minister Sylvia, um, this is Cecilia. Um, I just wanted to tell you I thank you for this message. I wanted to take you way back. I believe you forgot about this, and I know I did. Um, Our niece, Bonnie, could actually teach our whole family and others uh, a lesson on this. Um, I, I think you will remember I was either eight at the oldest 10, and she was much older than me. And I said to her, I said, I'm your auntie, and I want you to call me auntie. Although she laughed, she honored me, and she called me auntie. And all of our lives, she called me auntie, although I was younger than her. And I didn't understand it and even put it together until you just talked on it because I had forgot all about that incident. But I remember I was serious. I noticed that she was calling um, Sheila and everyone older than her auntie, and I said to her, I'm your auntie, too. I want you to call me auntie. And when she laughed, she thought it was funny, like, why should I call you auntie? You're a little kid. But when she thought about it, she instantly honored me and gave me that respect that even as a young child, I wanted to be recognized for the lineage that I was in. And she wasn't saved, and I was too young really to know what salvation was, although um, Pastor Linda and Mama and so many people were taking me to church, and I was a part of it. But that young lady, from that day on, always called everybody by the position and the generation they was in. So this generationalism, as I made up the word, that you're talking about, it's the same thing. You're saying that you want to be recognized for the generation that you're in. Everybody that's, whether they're in mom's generation or whether they're in Aunt Sweetie's generation or whether they're in Uncle George's uh, generation or whether they're in Big Mama or Little Mama, and that's okay. Now, the problem is when the excuses come, well, you're not old enough. Bonnie knew I was, uh, I wasn't even a free teen, but she knew how to honor the facts of where I was. And that's why I believe she was so blessed and God did so much for her because not just with me, but she honored everybody. She always gave honor where honor was due and she wasn't a Christian. She wasn't anything I would love for you and her if we, you know, if she's still alive, that we could actually teach the importance of honor. Look at the Indian tribes and how, well, that's a whole other message. But thank you for this word on tonight. And um, I just want to say a quick prayer for you in the end because there's other people on the line that may want to speak as well. Thanks so much, Papri. Like, Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? Praise God. Um, 
Minister Sylvia Kaiser. This is Sister Carmen. I think this is my first time ever hearing you. <laughs> hearing you minister, and I was just so blessed, so very blessed. Um, this particular scripture, uh, it just takes me sort of like all over the place. <laughs> um, when I think about it, and um, you just broke it down so very, very well. Um, I think about how when Jesus was in his own place and they knew him not, um, I think about the eldest son, how there had to be something to me in the midst of their relationship before the inheritance was given. Because I would think that he would have been thinking about his younger baby uh, brother just as the father was thinking about that son that had went astray. And so it wouldn't have been anything in his heart to me to not celebrate the homecoming, to not celebrate. And sometimes um, we do things in the family because of our uh, ages and things like that, but sometimes there are resentments. You know, you do them because you're honoring mm-hmm. your father or your mother, but somewhere along the line, I feel the eldest son, even though he was there, he didn't take his inheritance and run away, but there was some resentment. Because mm-hmm. when resentment is in the bloodline and in you, it stops you from celebrating your other siblings in the way that you should. And I also thought about how we were raised. You couldn't call your aunties um, um, Sally, Sue. You know, you couldn't call them by their first name. You had to put an aunt. You know, I have an Aunt Drew Helen. I have an Aunt Parissa. I have an Uncle Glover. I have a, you know, you had to give them that honor. And nowadays, that's all out the window. That's out the window. And because that's out the window, even the children don't know how to honor their parents. Because it it, it started with the lineage of your mother and father's siblings and things like that. So, therefore, if you don't honor them, how are you going to honor your parents? Yeah. So I I just, you know, this, I love this scripture because it just takes you all over the place where you can go with this and think about things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my sister and I, we're 10 years apart, but she's like a sister mom to me because my mother, our mother, is going on to glory. So um, I thank God that, you know, and I'm going to get off, but I remember... When we were growing up and I did something wrong and my sister went to get a belt to spank me and I went to get a belt to spank her, but when my mama got home, my mama got home, she let me know, oh, no, you don't do that. She is the elder. She's in charge. You ain't going to get no belt to spank your sister because she wouldn't have got a belt to spank you. So it has to be. Um, 
you know, honor. And uh, I thank God now. I didn't understand why we were 10 years apart because I had nobody, you know, when I was 10, she was 20. When I was 5, she was 15. You know what I mean? So it was like not really having a sister. So now that my mom has gone on, oh, my God, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for my sister because she represented a, a loving, caring sister and is still now a loving, caring sister, sister mom to me. So I thank you, Minister Kaiser, and I have truly, truly been blessed by your ministry. And um, I had to take a nap to be able to get this because I uh, usually I might be a little asleep by now, but I have truly been blessed. And God bless your ministry and all that you do and your love and your caring for God's people. Thank you so much, Sister Carmen. I appreciate your words on tonight. Is there anyone else at this time would like to speak? Okay. Well, I thank God for everything that was typed in on Facebook. Uh, I thank God for Dwayne, Siobhan, Margo, and anyone else that, excuse me, tuned in. I thank you all that's going to look in on this on live replay and is going to hear this in the archives. Just um, as Minister Carmen said and as Apostle Elect said, Cecilia said that when honor is given, I remember when Apostle was young and we're just um, a little over a year apart, just a little me and Apostle, and I remember our niece Bunny, she told her, I'm your auntie, and I want you to call me Auntie Cecilia. And even though she laughed, she called her Auntie Cecilia. And all of our nieces and nephews, after a while, call us aunties. And I thank God. I on Yesterday I had a talk with my great-nephew, and he said something that blessed me so uh, and it's going to be Apostle first time hearing me say that what he said. He said, Auntie, if something and happens to you and Auntie Cece, I don't know what we're going to do. And I said to him, baby, don't wait for something to happen to us. Love us while we're here. Honor us while we're here. That blessed me so, because that young man didn't have to say that to me. His name is Krishan. I told him, don't wait. And I'm saying to you all, don't wait to honor those that's in your life. Don't wait. Don't separate. Don't try to put a division there. I don't care what somebody else is doing, but you know the assignment. You know the assignment. You've got to put honor where honor is due. I don't care what nobody else does, but you got to honor. Yes, I grew up with my third cousin and second cousin. I grew up with them. Even they didn't know, maybe until maybe now, that 
I'm in the generation that their mother and father was in. Just because I grew up with you don't mean I'm in your generation. You know, I'm going to say this before I allow Apostle to pray for me and pray for us. When a king dies and they have children, if that child is six or seven years old and maybe a couple of months, they don't say when he gets or she gets 18, we're going to recognize him. They recognize him right then and there as a king or queen. Why is it everybody knows how to honor, how to acknowledge, how to recognize, but we don't. And then we want to know what's wrong. Why won't things work out? Why won't things come together? You take attendance in school, you better start taking attendance in your family. Give honor where it's due. Don't show up when it's time to do slow singing and and, and flower tossing, flower carrying. Don't show up then saying, well, they meant so much. I can't hear you. Whoever's laying there can't hear you. It doesn't matter. Give honor where it's due. Like um, uh, Carmen said, Sister Carmen said, that older brother had to have some animosity then. Could you imagine why he was raking that field and tilling and torn that land, what he was a saying? But because he honored his father, he didn't do nothing but stay there and work that land and provide for his father because he recognized his duty. So I, I'm going to stop right there because I could go on and on and on. Like I said, there's things that are burning in me. We've always talked about when the the uh, youngest son came to himself. But we never talk about the brother. I don't know if people are scared to talk about the brother. <clears throat> because, see, that's when you have some secret sins, them secret desires, them secret requests. See, we don't want to tell about the secrets. That brother had some secret stuff going on because he said, that son of yours. Y'all, we're going to stop before I do that. Is it anyone else on the line would like to say something? Yes, we're running over time, but I'm not going to stop what God is doing. God going to break some things tonight. He's going to break some things tonight. I feel that in my spirit. He's going to break some things tonight. If nobody has nothing to say, Apostle, it's in your hands. Minister Sylvia, um, before I pray for you, I want to thank you. I'm the youngest in our family. And when God called me to ministry, you and Sheila, Minister Sheila, have always honored me like the twins, Jacob and Esau, and I can go on and on. So I thank you all that although I'm the youngest, you all have always honored me, and I appreciate it immensely. Father God, we repent for sins of commission and omission, and even the things conceived in our hearts are thought in our minds. God, I ask you to obliterate all of the hurt all of the damage, 
all of the pain. Get it at the root. God, the ageism and the general generationalism and all of the things that have plagued our family, our society, obliterated, annihilated, destroyed, and replace it with your love, God. Replace it with your unity. God, go into those hidden places that no one knows of, whether it's animosity, whether it's uh, avoided, whatever it is, God, get it and cut it at the root. Those dry places, get them, expose them, decode them in the name of Jesus. Those entry points that they have came in and they've seeped in and they've creeped in, get it at the root, God. And put in those places that there will not be a place of void. Put your agape love there, God. Put your unity and your peace there, God. From Minister Sylvia's head to her toe, God, healer, deliverer, set her free, while at the same time she teaches others that if they see something, say something. Empower her to do this ministry that you called her to, God. It's a place that many ignore. It's a place that many are afraid to talk about. God, give her the boldness to speak your word so that your word can go in and heal and make people whole. God, strengthen her in the series, in the book, in the magazine, in in whatever it is, in, in, in the TV sitcom, whatever it is that she needs to do, God, to speak to the people, one voice, your voice, God, speaking through her to those that are hurt, those that are damaged. Heal, 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 God. Deliver, 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 God. In the name of Jesus, do it for your glory. Do it for your glory, God. Don't let her hurt on this side of heaven, God. Don't let her come to you on this side of heaven, God, still hurting, still damaged. God, but allow her every time she teaches it, the truth will shed her free. Every time she shares it, God, you're going to take her higher, for by your stripes she's already here. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Your word shall not return unto her void, but it shall accomplish that for which you sent it. God, you're going to remind her that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Cover her with your feathers, God, because you are a shield and her buckler, God. Heal, 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 heal in the name of Jesus, God. Do it for your glory. Do it for your glory. And let everyone that hears the message that she spoke on tonight, God, be healed, be delivered, be set free in the name of Jesus. Give her the series that she needs to teach on this subject so that ageism and sexism and generationalism will stop and cease in the name of Jesus, and you will be glorified, God. You shall get the glory out of this. In Jesus' name, give her the power to teach it and that every time she teaches it, people are set free, 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 free in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.
be set free, Minister Sylvia, in Jesus' name, and help others to be free. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, In the name of Jesus. Father God, thank you you for the ministry of tonight, oh God. We thank you for allowing your word to be sent forth as it was declared and ministered. Don't let your word come back void, oh God. It was sent out not to hurt, but to help. It was sent out to inform, not to infect. God, let every ear that was open hear it. And let every ear that was not open, God, let the word penetrate in their ears and their hearts yes. and in their minds that they may receive what you're saying, God. Because you mm-hmm. can't move forward when you can't get past the hurt and the pain. Just because My of the smiley face, it don't show traces of the hurt that lurks within. Not the evil, but the hurt. Just because mm. the person smiling does not mean that they're not hurting. It means that someone's not hearing what they're constantly saying. God, we just ask you that everyone that's in the place of hurt, let them let them speak it up. Let them speak it out. Let it be known in a way of love, not in a way of anger, God. Yes. Let somebody walk up and ask, what can I do to make it better? God, I thank yeah. you. My God. That's your word. Yes. Let your word bring life. Let every ear hear, hear what you said, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember before I, before I end tonight when we were, um, it's some noise in the background. Please put it on mute so we can finish up. When I was a kid, we had a nursery rhyme that says, uh, if, if mommy kiss it and make it better. And as I grew older, I would always say stuff. If I speak to someone, I would say if I could kiss it to make it feel better. Because we really believed that when we were children, if I fell down and mommy kissed my hurry, as we would call it, my knee or my ankle or my wrist, whatever it was that hurt us, if mommy kissed it, it had magical power. All I'm saying is that we need to walk up to someone even who's just Tell them, I see you. What can I do to make it get better? I pray that thing. I pray that thing. I I loose that over the air. I loose that in the world right now. We have to learn how to love each other out because I'm at the point now, if you don't want to recognize me, I ain't got to acknowledge any requests that you make because, and I'm not saying it to be hurtful or sinful. I'm just saying, if you don't recognize me in the place of honor, don't recognize me in the place of wanting need because I will not be tolerated. I'm to be appreciated. And our favorite scripture for this program is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given unto you. So with that being said, I want you all to know that if you tune in Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser 
that's the one that just prayed for us, Minister Margo, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Carvon Merritt. If you come back this Monday, we would have uh, Elder Ron Montgomery, Mother Tony Montgomery, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And next Friday is our very own Prophet Antoine Thomas. He will be speaking at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You all, let's stay focused. Ministry is not always a word that you want to hear. If the shoe fits, wear it. If it don't, get out the way. Stop trying to put on shoes too big or shoes too small. If that word don't fit you, don't get a hold to it. Okay? In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everyone. Amen.